Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will Schedule Fly. This interview is with Rick Robinson of Deluxe Chicken in Durham, North Carolina. That's D E E L U X E. Check them out. This place is phenomenal. And Rick and I had a really interesting conversation. We we talked about the restaurant business for sure, uh, and and covered several important topics about running a restaurant. But you know, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot on this podcast lately that we really hit hard on with Rick was, you know, to run a successful restaurant, to be a successful owner, to build a successful business, you have to take care of yourself as well. You have to have a sustainable lifestyle. And substance abuse, addiction, those things are not sustainable, of course, and they lead to a lot of things that cause problems both obviously in personal and in business. Well, Rick is sober now and we talked about sobriety, why he got sober. We talked about relapse, which has happened with him. We talked about physical and mental health. This is a guy who's lost a ton of weight over the last year, changed his diet. He's back into doing triathlons and exercise and taking care of himself. And it's just making a world of difference not just in his personal life, of course, but, you know, we, we don't go to work and, you know, turn ourselves into a robot and then turn ourselves off and go back to our personal lives. It, it all intertwines, of course. So this topic of self-care, mental health, physical health, nutrition, these things are becoming more and more important as people are realizing you've got to get these basics, these foundational things, you're getting good sleep and so forth. These have to be a part of your plan to be successful in business. You can't just focus on how to execute in the business. You gotta focus on how to execute in life and take care of yourself so that that's your foundation which enables you to execute in your business. We got into a lot of that. It was interesting and it was honest and it was fun. And Rick's a great dude and I'm proud of him and uh, glad to know him and glad to serve him and his team. They're a great team and they took great care of me after the interview had a phenomenal meal great service there uh, spoke with gm for a little while she's awesome and just really a great experience and enjoyed talking to rick a lot and very proud for us to be able to post this interview y'all have a good one more coming soon see ya what's up y'all it's will with schedule fly here and i'm in durham north carolina today hotbed of so much of awesome stuff happening in the culinary world and one of those uh, really amazing places is Deluxe Chicken and I'm here with Rick Robinson managing partner who is taking some time out of the day to wrap with us so thank you man appreciate it absolutely well delighted to do it Um, thank thank you so much for asking we're honored yeah for sure well I look uh, I I love what y'all are doing Um, I've read about you as I said I don't really have an, an agenda but I know that you've been in the restaurant business really since you were like a 14 I think if I remember yeah. correctly um, 40 years so I want to get into that but before I do you were just mentioned that you've lost a lot of weight in the last seven or eight months what, sure tell me about that um, you know I realized that um, I needed to make some pretty profound changes um, in you know the direction my life was going on a couple of different levels and you know I don't mind getting really personal um, you know kind of the kickoff for that, you know, and it's it's a story that's really common in our industry. Was that you know I needed to I needed to get sober, uh-huh. um, and I did that you know about a year and a half ago. Dude, congrats! Uh, 
Thank well you done. very much. I appreciate yes. it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's it's a big part of the industry. Um, it's a huge part. Yeah. And uh, so about seven or eight months into that, I was like, okay, what's next? Um, and I've been carrying, you know, a lot of extra weight for um, about the last 15 years. Okay. Uh, and starting on around March 1st, since then, I've lost about 67 pounds. Um, That's freaking awesome. You're looking good, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's um, a lot of weight. It is. It's a lot um, of weight in a short amount of time. It is. Uh, and um, I wish that I could say that it was difficult, um, but in a lot of ways, it, it really wasn't. Um, well, first of all, to lose a lot of weight, you got to have a lot of weight to lose. Yeah. Uh, and to lose... 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 pounds, um, you got to lose one first. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I went at it with that mindset and a lot of patience. And, you know, I, I decided to take advantage of some tools that I'd heard about. And um, I do not work for this company, but I certainly do recommend what, what they what they offer. And that's Noom, N-O-O-M, which is an online app. Okay. I've heard of Noom. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I've heard it, but I don't know. Yeah. I think they may advertise on a podcast I listen to or something. Yeah. What? Well, they, they do a lot of advertising. <laughs> and it's it's basically a, a calorie counting uh, and, and movement tracking app. Okay. Um, and... Um, do they have like a wristband or something? No, no, no. It'll tie directly into your iPhone. Okay, got um, it. All right. You know, pedometer. But but the real deal is calories. Um, and, um, you know, if you want to lose weight, count your calories. If you want to feel good, exercise too. Yes, 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 <laughs> so, yes. Um, okay. You know, and it's also, there, there's a lot of incentive to, to up the exercise uh, because they give you back half the calories Per day of, of the exercise of the, the calories you spend exercising, so you know if you start the day off with 1,500 calories uh, in your in your budget, um, if you if you burn a thousand calories exercising, then they give you back 500, so you get 2,000 calories for the day, mm. uh, which is right about where I'm satisfied um, in terms okay. of, of caloric intake, pretty much no matter what I've done, um, and so. Uh, you know, even when I was heavy, um, you know, I tried to, especially biking, um, yeah. has, has been a love of mine, but, okay. um, road know, biking or mountain biking road mostly. Road, yeah. Um, but you know, I do a lot of swimming, you know, I swam 2,300 yards today. Um, 2,300 yards. Okay. Yeah, so, so 90 laps. Okay. Uh, yeah. Really? Uh huh. Did that. How long does that take you? It's about 45 minutes. That's awesome. Um, Damn. Yeah, I've been swimming pier to pier down at Wrightsville Beach, which is 1.7 miles. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so um, open water ocean swimming is something that's new to me and something that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and want to explore more. Um, also doing some running. Just, I mean, I literally I ran 10 miles the other day for the first time since I was in high school. Uh, Dude, this must feel so awesome because now you've got all these opportunities to do things you literally physically couldn't have done a year ago. I couldn't have done them six months ago. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, just um, another real big impetus uh, for that was um, ten years ago in two thousand nine, uh, three friends and I did the Wrightsville Beach Triathlon, uh, and around the first of January of this year, um, you know, an email went out and said, "Hey, it's the tenth anniversary, guys. Do you want to do this?" And it was absolutely beyond my comprehension that I could do that. Um, just what did you weigh then? Uh, about 254, 255. When, I mean, when you did the uh, triathlon. Oh, the triathlon. Probably about 215, 220. What do you um, weigh now? 
186. Okay. So you were still heavier then. I was still but, a lot heavier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but you did a triathlon. Yeah. A, a full triathlon? No, a sprint. Is what a sprint? You know, the Wrightsville Beach Sprint. What is a sprint? What are the distances? Well, like a classic sprint is a 750-meter swim, a 12-mile bike, and a 3.1 or a 5K run. 5K run, okay. The, the Wrightsville one is... It's longer because you swim across the sound there. Okay. Um, so it's you know, somewhere between twelve and 1,500-meter swim, about okay. a 12-mile bike and a 5K run. So it's a little longer swim, okay. but they, they do it on the rising tide, so they take it easy on us. But you had – so you had been into fitness. You had done that, yeah. and then mm-hmm. 10 years later, you're at a point where you're like, no way. Yeah, no way. Um, and, uh, you know, I started with, you know, trying to lose weight. Yeah. Um, and started building exercise, you know, really slowly. Uh, something that's really come to my, um, come into my life this year in a way that it hasn't in the past is, is I've really learned a lot about the value of patience. Yeah. Um, and um, I've taken it easy on myself. And by allowing myself the time and not getting on my case about, oh, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. It's like, yeah, but you could, you could do this. And you, and you did do that. And, and allowing things to build really slowly, but you know, allowing my fitness to build slowly, allowing my weight loss was, my weight loss was a lot more rapid than my fitness gain. Um, but um, being proud of the small steps that yes. I was able to take. Yes. And about you know, six, eight weeks into it, I realized, I was like, wow, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to do this try. And so, um, you know, I emailed my buddies and said, hey, actually, I'm in. And uh, pleased to say that, uh, you know, I'm significantly faster than I was 10 years ago. So, uh, Are you serious? Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, when, so when was it? 10 years in 2009, so when I was 45, and now I'm 55 now. Okay. And when is the Riceville Beach? It was September 21st. So you did it. Yeah. Congrats, man. Yeah, yeah just a few weeks ago. Awesome. Yeah. So it's... Uh, badass. It's been a cool journey. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that... Um, you know, not only did it not occur to me that I would be able to do that this year, um, you know, I thought I was done with, with I, I, I honestly didn't think I was ever going to come back in terms of, um, you know, my, my weight, my fitness, my overall health. I wasn't a, an unhealthy person in the sense that, you know, when I would go to the doctor and they're like, well, you, buddy, you need to lose some weight. But, you know, your markers are all pretty good. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm genetically fortunate in that regard. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to my physical in a couple of weeks. Uh, Bet you what, are. When's the last time you did one? A year ago? Uh, yeah, a year ago. Uh-huh. Damn. Yeah. Man, okay, I want to unpack some of this shit. This is awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, we're going to get into the business here, but this stuff, what you're talking about right now, I'm finding to be, and I'm 45. Uh-huh. I'm finding a youth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, man. I, I want when I'm 55. I want to be in great shape like you are. I want to be in mm-hmm. great health. I want to still be exercising. I want. To yeah. st- I love doing this stuff. I'm on. I'm sort of on my own 10 year journey now. Significant change, but the sobriety, mental health, mm-hmm. which you're referencing there with you know not being so hard on yourself and. Mm-hmm. physical health these yeah. are really important topics in this industry right now they're, they're important topics in general but right now in hospitality I'm, I'm really seeing a shift yeah 
leaders. You know, that's really leading the charge is Scott Crawford over well, in Wiley. I don't know if you talked to Scott. Listen, I, I interviewed Scott a few weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know Scott personally, he's a but freaking badass. But and what he's doing is really cool. He, we sat, we talked about sobriety for a long time, and mm-hmm. he shared. He was, he bled like he just shared his whole thing. I mean, you know, he put, he made himself a type one diabetic because of horrible um, substance abuse, right. and he will be the rest of his life. And we talked about that. We talked about Ben's friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that organization that, uh, you know, Ben's friends yeah, out of Charleston? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad you mentioned, Scott. Uh, I, I'm seeing this a lot. I'm seeing, I can't tell you how many restaurant owners in the last, just last few months, I've interviewed for this podcast that said, I've been sober for X, you know, fill in the box. Sure. It is a great great trend in mm-hmm. the industry because you all you and your fellow peers that own and operate these places you set an example for all these people that work for you and when you're out going sober taking care of yourself mentally you know giving yourself a break and in and, and relying on incremental progress these are great standards and great uh, examples to set for the young people that work for you. Sure. You know, I mean, the industry has such an issue with that in large part because the leadership of the industry for so long. Right. You know, substance well, abuse. I mean, it was work hard, play hard, yell at people, go out, party. Mm-hmm. And the industry's going through this profound shift where I think it's just awesome. And it's awesome because it's good for personally for the people that are experiencing this. It's better for business. It's better for the consumer ultimately because you get... A, a happier, more contented workforce that's able to take better care of you because they're not hungover, dealing with you know all these stressful issues or depression, all this stuff that comes with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe that very much, and I think yeah. it's great to see. So, congrats yeah. and thank you. Proud of you, man. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 been a great thing. You know, we um, you know when I hired my my GM Rachel and. And also, I feel like we got into that so um, quickly that I've really been neglected to mention my business partner, which is kind of embarrassing. Is is Scott Howell, who's been a you know a, a legendary restaurant um, person around here for a long time, has opened a lot of businesses. Yeah. And uh, you know, I can't say enough about the opportunity Scott's given me here. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's opened Nana's back up and, you know, he's doing his thing again. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of him for that. Yeah, he's um, awesome. Yeah. Got a great reputation. Yeah. When I, uh, when I hired Rachel, who's our, who's our GM, I, I, I told her, I said, look, I've just gotten sober. I'm not touching the alcohol. Uh, we're going to have a, an interesting bar program. It's yours. Uh, and I'm going to be going to meetings every morning at 7 a.m. And so, you know, you need to you need to manage closing as well. Uh, and when we don't close late, at that time we closed at 9 p.m. and now we close at 8 p.m. Um, you know, the neighborhood we're in, you know, it just really isn't the, you know the business the business after eight isn't isn't there, and, and that's that's cool with us. So it's actually yeah. a pretty reasonable um, restaurant model yeah. for for living for you know work life for balance. balance. Yeah, sure, dude, exactly. absolutely. So we're open from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, six days a week. We're closed on Tuesdays. Um, you know, our employees don't sit at the bar and drink after work. That's verboten. 
Um, they all knew that when they signed on here. Uh, you know, if, if they want to come in on a day off and, you know, have some chicken and some beer or something, absolutely. Um, delighted to have them do that. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, we don't set a culture of, um, of imbibing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for lack of a better, better word. Sure. Dude, freaking love that. So how long have you been sober? You said eight, 18 months? Um, about 16 or 17 months. 16 or 17 months. Yeah. Okay. And then... The and uh, in, in, you've lost all this weight in the last six or seven months. Was was the triathlon? Was that the impetus for this, or or is it just that you go no. like, okay, now I've been sober long enough? I guess you kind of touched you know, your, on that. Your you, brain, your brain chemistry. Um, you know, there's there's a few different parts to recovery, obviously. You okay. know, and, and um, you know, there's you know, sort of your emotional, your physical. Um, a lot of people would say you're spiritual, um, yeah. and um, you know your emotional slash mental. Uh, you know the people in the indus- in the treatment industry will tell you that that takes really 18 to 24 months. Okay. Um, to get you know kind of rewire your neural pathways, but but there there's there's staggered steps along the way where where things change. Yeah. Um, and, and right at about you know, eight or nine months was where something shifted pretty profoundly for me. And it also, um, you know, th- there were some changes we were making in the business at the same time. And I was taking on more of a physical burden, um, which, you know, I'm really glad I did. And, you know, I started um, pushing myself harder physically. Uh-huh. And, you know, those two things coincided. And I was just like, you know what? If this is going to be good, uh, I'm going to have to change my life. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to be kind of, kind of wretched, kind of miserable. And um, so, you know, they, they say the physical is 12 to 18 months. So it's, it's, it, it's quicker rebound physically than it is um, mentally and emotionally. Uh, so, you know, I'm right on that timeline, you know, okay. in terms okay. of, you know, physical recovery. Um, yeah. And uh, depending on who you ask, I don't know where I am emotionally and mentally. But, uh, um, you know, feeling better. Yeah, but the, did the idea of the incremental patient improvement both in physical and in every other aspect is that is that does that come from recovery absolutely yeah, yeah. you know the whole idea is give yourself a damn break right you yeah, know? yeah yeah exactly um, and uh you know you're not perfect you know right. it's do you think a lot of people that are addicts are um perfectionists i think so i think so scott and i talked about that i mean yeah. he was you know it was like it's almost like you have this extreme personality where if you do something you're going to do it full on and <laughs> too much therefore yeah. if you're doing whatever substance you're mm-hmm. going to do it a lot I, mm-hmm. I don't know it, it seems to be fairly common yeah I think so or um, or avoiding have to face that perfectionist ah yes so dodging it yes um, that's a way to escape being hard on yourself and being a perfectionist ah yeah, yeah. okay totally so, makes sense mm-hmm. um yeah, it's essentially handicapping yourself. Yes. Um, you know, you know, because you're building in an excuse for for whatever. You know, not succeeding in life, not succeeding in relationships, not succeeding in personal goals. You know, you say, oh, well, you know, I'd rather do this other thing. You is, know? This, is it almost like subconscious self sabotaging? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Hundred yeah. percent. Okay. Um, you know. Okay. Because you're scared of yeah. how great things could be. 
almost. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm a firm believer that um, that you're born with these tendencies. Absolutely. Or most people are. Yeah. Most people who are like this are born with some propensity yeah. um, towards uh, towards substance abuse. Sure. Um, you know, and I can I can remember feeling you know like an outsider you know really young and you know I started drinking when I was 13 years old and yeah um generally you know 95% of whatever I abused was alcohol you know and yeah it, but there's no difference um no uh-uh. it's the same same yeah. disease uh, same condition you know some people will hear this and say disease that's a cop out um yeah I don't think it is but you know that's that's up to them yeah um, you know it, it is it's it's how you're wired, and um, it's a chronic disease that that is a fatal disease. Yeah. Uh, if it's not, um, if it's not treated. Yeah. Uh, and that, I mean, that's that's the end result of it. But it can be managed. Yeah. I don't believe it can be cured. Um, yeah. You know, I know that if I had a drink today, that that that's all I would think about, um, and that would lead me down a path very very quickly to to be in a in a place where I'm worse off. Sure. And uh, you know, I've. I've attempted recovery before and relapsed, and um, you know that old adage that um, you pick up a little further down the road where you were. I found to be absolutely true the last time I relapsed, and, and it was really frightening. What do you mean further down the road? You're you're sicker. Okay. okay. Yeah, you, you can you can you know I was sober for seven or eight months, um, and uh, started drinking again, and immediately I was worse off than I was. It wasn't even that I was drinking yeah. more than I had been because I yeah. wasn't. I was drinking what I was drinking. But the impact that it had on me physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally was um, perf- much more extreme. Probably pretty freaking hard on yourself if you relapsed because you didn't want to and now you did. And Well, but, you know, but I did want to. You know, I'm, oh, I, yeah. you know ultimately, yeah. you know, it does go back to taking personal responsibility. Taking responsibility. Yeah, well, you know, you say whether it's a disease or not. I mean, I'll, I'll, so I'm, I've had, we've had alcoholism in my family, and I mm-hmm. swore as a child I would never, you know, because I saw the impact. Sure. And then, sure enough, I was pretty much going down that path. Right. You know, my college years and early twenties, and I went, mm-hmm. "Oh, wait a minute, dude!" And I remember this thing that my eighth grade advisor said. He was the PE uh, uh, instructor at our school, and. He was my advisor, and he told us one morning he was talking about a, a, um, addiction, and, and he said that uh, his family had issues with alcoholism, and he also had an addictive personality, and he mm-hmm. decided to channel that into exercise instead of alcohol, and that really stuck. Sure. And that's what led to me 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago to go, you got that kind of you know, mm-hmm. personality going on here. Better channel that somewhere else. And Good I got for you. That's awesome. Obsessed or addicted to exercise or whatever. To mm-hmm. the point where I've had issues with overdoing it. I, mm-hmm. I hurt myself. I <laughs> trying to find the, like. Are you a CrossFit warrior? I'm not, and I'll tell you why. Because I I had enough self awareness to know that if I got into a CrossFit box and they're pushing each other, mm-hmm. 
that I already push myself hard enough because sure. I have the same issue with being hard on myself. Right. I didn't need anybody pushing me because I would have no doubt. And there's a lot of people that do CrossFit that get Absolutely. injured for, for that and reason. I, I don't want to hear back ba- from them for uh, you know bagging on them because I'm not bagging on CrossFit because no, 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 it's done no. great things for it's a lot of people. amazing things for tons of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just knew that for me it was – but I would actually take some of the CrossFit workouts. I'd like mm-hmm. the wads or whatever, and I'd do them every now and then. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I know, I know I'd hurt myself. Yeah. Badly. <laughs> I mean, I'm already hurt myself on my own. So sure, sure. I, 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 got I some, do fine. Some some people in the gym like, come on. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm toast. So anyway, um, well, the um, – okay, so the fitness part of this, so you're doing a lot of uh, – a lot of biking, so a lot of outside time, which also yeah. means you're getting fresh air, you're mm-hmm. getting sun. I mean, these things are like medicine, really. People, oh, yeah. we've, we've gotten like away from realizing that, and I, I think that these things are, you know, getting fresh air, getting exercise. That temporary endorphin rush is great, but just what it does for your overall sense of well-being is fantastic. And then there's the the mental part of this. Now, the mental part of this is so huge too. I think of learning to give yourself a break as you said that doesn't come easily that Mm. is a all this stuff is incremental like you said and it's good you have that mindset because you have to it's not this like non-linear hockey stick thing it's like this daily practice it's like building a muscle or whatever like it just kind of grows and grows and grows over time you're not just going to go in the gym and just get strong after a week or two it's right slow but steady but mm-hmm. you see the progress, and the more progress you see, it's like, I ain't going back. Like, yeah. I, I see what this does, right? Yeah, and, um, you know, for, for me, um, when, I f- when I first started trying to get fit again, um, I was doing it through resistance training um, because, because it was measurable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I started really simply over at Planet Fitness. They got that 30-minute workout, which is a little bit of cardio and a little bit of um, resistance and just went around that like a little old lady. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but you know, every week I could see that yeah. I was just a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, I don't do that anymore because it got to the point where I can do the things that I really wanted to do, but without that, um, you know, that really gentle, um, Again, giving myself a break, introduction, immersion into it. Um, or if I just hopped on the elliptical, you know, something which, if that's what, if that's your thing, do it. But um, to me, that's not really measurable. Yeah. Um, and, and being able to measure it, you know, if you're not measuring it, you're not managing it. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, ties directly into this business. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> so, it does. Um, yeah, that's... That's what really got me back was was doing something that I could measure and that I could see tangible results from. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, one of the things that okay, so when I talked to Scott several weeks ago, he said I can't afford health insurance for my employees. I'm hoping that when I open, he's opened that steakhouse and mm-hmm. Gary said I hope when I open my third, maybe we'll be able to. But it's a big issue. I was driving home and I was like, man. This sucks. Like, I talk to so many restaurant people that can't afford health insurance and these sure. benefits because, you, like, you like if you're a big chain, you can, but you can't when you're when you're independently owned and you have just a few because you have no purchasing power, no buying power, and no leverage. So I went, well, 
you know, we've got over 7,000 restaurants using Schedulefly. Is there, can we, can we figure out a way to build some leverage? You know, mm-hmm. they're all over. It's a fragment and, you know, they're everywhere, all over the country. No, probably not because the industry really doesn't want you to be able to do that. They don't, they don't want people to have the power to do that. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> I, I realized pretty quickly, even if we could, it's going to take years and years. But then started thinking, yeah, but what else? Like, what, what are the other things we can do? That that leverage that large network of seven thousand restaurants and three hundred thousand, you know, mostly millennials that are pretty engaged in our software. They're on it a lot, and so mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it. We have a survey out there right now asking people some of the benefits that they'd like to see us try to negotiate. We're gonna I mean, we're on it, dude. Like we're gonna go out. And one of the things I'm bringing this up for is because uh, gym membership was one mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm in some early conversations with some national organizations that sure. you know would like to help foster the idea that you know this is a workforce that works their ass off and there's a lot of people that you know particularly through leaders like you that are saying okay I'd like to get in shape you know and or you know early in my life I want to make sure I'm doing the right things and taking care of myself so we're working on that and we're working on a couple of other things that may hopefully benefit some yeah. people give them opportunities to some kind of fitness and diet tracker that is just like a, a simple program that they yep. could opt into um through schedule fly that you know once you build it it's not going to cost you anything to maintain yeah um so that i mean that could be you know a way to look at it too yeah yeah actually noom is one we should actually talk to noom i mean yeah talk to noom see if you know you might be able to partner with them in a way i mean there's a lot of companies and you know a few hundred thousand young people that you know mm-hmm. a lot of companies would love to yeah well, or my fitness pal i think is uh-huh. is the one that under armor um okay runs um my fitness or my fitness tracker something anyway under armor okay runs, and that's free to a certain level of service okay um so you know just having a link to that well you know and i think that the good thing about that is if if we Healthcare is such a cluster, and like you said, it'll take for if anything, and there's so much working against that. But if you can, if you can enable your your employees to and and lead them in the direction of taking good care of themselves, physically, mentally, you know, nutritionally, then they don't have as many health issues, mm-hmm. and health insurance doesn't become this like horrible crutch that you know if i don't have it i can't you know we have a much more productive workforce as well 100 percent yeah 100 percent so well tell me okay so tell me about your workforce tell me about deluxe man i mean you (laughs) you, you've been in the business for a long time you've been Mm -hmm. in a lot of cool places um uh what what and how long have you been open here we've been open a little over a year september 12th was a year congrats Um, thank you appreciate that september's a big month for you (laughs) <laughs> and I was born in September. One uh, really? Yeah. Okay, so birthday, one year in one year anniversary, and then uh, you did the uh, yeah. first triathlon in ten years, dude. Yeah. That's great. Um, so um, Deluxe was was kind of born out of you know Scott and I wanted to do a chicken restaurant, yeah. um, and we we basically on February twentieth of two thousand eighteen, we're sitting having a cup of coffee over at Foster's Market, and. Uh, essentially looked at each other and said at exactly the same time let's open a chicken restaurant okay um and uh i was living up in Asheville at the time um Uh, okay and um which was part of my recovery process okay um good place it is a good place uh and um you know was looking 
looking for the next thing. And, um, you know, Scott very generously said, come on, I'll take you on. I'll take you along for a ride. And he's done that with a lot of people over the years. Um, and that's, you know, what he has given back to the industry and given back to people who have been, um, loyal to him has been, is, is extraordinary. Um, there's, you know, six, seven, eight restaurants around Durham, uh, that started out, because Scott took somebody and tapped him on the shoulder and said, okay, you're ready, and I'm going to do this with you, and then at a certain point, it's going to be yours. What a badass, man. Yeah, what yeah a, no, it's, it's so really cool. cool. I um, love that. And he and I have known each other since 1990. We were in the kitchen at Magnolia Grill together. Yeah. Um, so, um, Isn't that what hospitality is all about, though? It's taking care of people, right? Yeah. I mean, it's here, it's inviting them into your, you know, to your establishment, Mm-hmm. feeding them, nourishing them, nourishing their body, nourishing their soul, building a relationship with mm-hmm. them. That's what he's, that's why, that's why he's been so successful at hospitality. Yeah. He's, he gets it. Mm-hmm. It's, it, there's something bigger than just, you know, open restaurants, make money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, so, um, you know, we've, we've, We've changed a little bit since we opened. I mean, we both wanted to open a, a fried chicken joint. Yeah. And actually, what I wanted to open originally, and I'm really glad we didn't do this, was basically fried chicken and, and oysters on the half shell. Okay. Um, Why are you it, glad you didn't do that? Because that would have been a bitch. The oyster part? <laughs> well, you know what? It turns out the uh, the fried chicken part um, was really difficult for us to execute um, okay. and predict well. And so we wound up with a ton of waste. You know, my hat's off to... Um, People I mean, like Ashley Christensen, who I'm sure you know, yeah, um, who are who are able to um, execute full-on bone-in fried chicken uh, on a consistent and regular basis. Um, because of the way that our menu is structured, um, once we were in heavy service, you know, we couldn't continue to produce. Um, so we couldn't really cook to order, and, and well, honestly, fried chicken cooked directly to orders, it's too hot to eat. So. You know, if somebody else at your uh, table got something, you know, they're done before you can even take a bite. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, I mean, it makes sense. I would have never thought that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been in high-quality quick serve basically since um, 1999, uh, and that was when I was out in California. Um, took about an eight- or nine-year hiatus. Um, but um, this is where... This is this is what I like is you know having access to um, customers at, at a at a price point that they can um, they can use it a lot of different ways. Uh-huh. Um, so um, you know we got you know our our lunch crowd is is, is really blue collar. We got a lot of cops, firefighters, hospital workers. Um, you know you know people can can treat this as you know. Um, as a real, as a viable lunch option. What uh, is your uh, like? I can't see the menu up there. Your chicken, like if you just came in for the chicken sandwich and. Well, our, I mean, our what, lunch special nine bucks flat. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, dude. So and that's that's uh, either chicken tenders or our, our purest chicken sandwich, um, or a chicken breast basket with one side and one drink. Nine bucks out the door. Um, dude. So um, you know. Impressive. Yeah, we we really we really want to reach people. We want to. 
reach a broad cross-section of folks. And, you know, and at night we, you know, get those same folks. And um, we also get, you know, a lot of, a lot of families with young kids. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them in this neighborhood uh, that, you know, they walk and ride their bike down here and uh, go a little bit crazy. Um, yeah. Well, that's probably why you're, if it's a lot of families, then uh, mm-hmm. that's why you're closing at eight, not nine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we, we, don't, we don't have a bar scene down here. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, up, you know, Ninth Street's just a few blocks away, and then they got a, you know, great bar scene up there, but, um, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't make it down here. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love but, watching people coming in here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the, the, I mean the foundation. You know, we have you know, I guess three basic parts to our menu. Um, we've got our um, you know, chicken sandwiches and uh, baskets in the form of tenders or breasts. Um, our seafood is really really good. Um, uh, it's you know we use um, American farm American wild caught shrimp and you know American farm catfish. We don't use any imported stuff. Uh, wild caught shrimp, wild caught. Ooh, yeah. Um, it all comes out of the Gulf. Um, okay. And uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's frozen. Um, sure, but I mean, if you want to offer something with consistency and seafood, you know, I was just about to ask, how yeah. do you do that with what? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, wild caught, man, that's good. Wild caught shrimp is awesome. Yeah, and I, I mean, love shrimp. yeah, and they're big. They're sixteen twenty count. You know, mm. so. Um, and then I said three, but it's actually four. And then, you know, we've got terrific burgers. We grind all our own beef here. I, I spent a lot of time in the burger business um, out in California and up in New York. Okay. Um, and, uh, and like I say, house ground beef. Um, really proud of our burger program. And then we got you know, terrific salads. Um, and so, you know, you can come in here um, and eat as healthy as you want with, uh, you know, grilled chicken on a, on a salad. Or you can be as decadent as you want. Um, so it's you know it's really up to you. So it's, it's it's something deluxe chicken is. We're not all things to all people, but we're we're a lot of things to a lot of people. Do you um? Did why did y'all why chicken? Was it is it because the, I mean there's that market hasn't really been tapped yet, has it? That's sort of the I, high end. I feel end like it's underserved. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I know Ashley's getting ready to. Yeah, after it was three locations mm-hmm. the next year or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's one going to be on the other side of Durham. Uh, the first one's going to open in Raleigh. Um, I don't know if she's got a name for it yet or not, but um, yeah, I mean, I shot her a Facebook message. She wants to talk to the chicken sandwich business. Come on over, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pass it around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but the, you know, the better burger. Yep. Concept has been out there for a long time. You know, Bob Gosh, Shake Shack. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, uh, honestly, I'm really proud of the fact that I was very much in on the ground floor of that with Taylor's Refresher back in 1999 out in Santa Elena, California. And the guys from Shake Shack, you know, Danny Meyer, he would come out and look at what we were doing. That's awesome. Um, way back when. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm proud of that work. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of all the work that I've done. Um, and uh, but but better chicken is you're on the ground floor of that too. <laughs> well, I mean maybe uh, you know we're not we're not looking to do to franchise these, um, but or or to necessarily do more. Um, but you know if the right circumstances came along, I'm sure that we would. Uh, and right now, I mean all our food is handmade. Um, you know, and I'm the chief cook and bottle washer. You know, I'm 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 the prep crew. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've got, you know, our sauce bar with a dozen sauces and make them all here. Yeah. Uh, it's a collection of things that I've 
built up over the last you know 20 years or so yeah uh and most stuff goes well with chicken so <laughs> yeah man absolutely well look you've got a uh you sure could i mean when you guys get this thing figured out and everything's really tight i mean you've got a great brand dealer i love your brand i love your logo thank you this place is uh clean fresh open just a good vibe yeah i think it's pretty inviting um totally uh, is yeah we uh we did a little bit i mean this was a a, a you know an existing restaurant and um you know it was very much uh set up to be kind of high-end and and bar as well uh-huh. and you know we we kind of tidied it up quite yeah. a bit um and um you made in the building more, no no, no. Okay. uh got the greatest landlord in the world though uh, yeah, Arthur Rogers, he's a great guy. He owns, All right, he owns a lot, a lot of property in town. And not everybody says that. <laughs> no, fantastic not guy. Not everybody in the restaurant business would say that about the no. landlord. <laughs> yeah, Arthur, uh, he's in it for the long run. Um, Smart, man. Yeah, yeah. Young, younger guy. Um, yep. Good, good for him. And uh, yeah, um, delighted to do business with him. And, um, you know, you mentioned our logo. We work with some great guys out of Carver, you know, uh, Stephen Lang, the Splinter Group. The Splinter uh, Group? Yeah. Shout uh, out. All right. Yeah. Good. And, uh, you know, you can look them up online. They, they, okay. They've got a real passion for restaurants and food service uh, yeah. and also the music um, business. And so that's that's where they focus most of their um, energy. And, uh, you know, if you go on their website, you'll check it out. You'll see a lot of brands that you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Stuff that they do. So. Splinter. Okay, I'll check them out for sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We might. Have, they may have. I bet. I bet they've worked with some of our other customers. Oh, um, certainly. Well, yeah. Well, well, I mean, they work with. They, I mean, they do Rise. Oh, they do Rise. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I know Rise works with y'all. How many, uh, how many locations does Rise have? I think, I think they're about fourteen or fifteen right now. The biscuit thing is taking off too, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, they're, you know, they've realized um, that you know, biscuits are their strength, and 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 what what they can be the best at. Uh, mm-hmm. So, they're actually pretty much out of the donut business now. Are they? Um, yeah, and uh, you know, it's. I think it's a strong move for them. Um, you know, if you're going to do something, be the best at it. Hundred percent agree, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so. Do you, um, how many staff do you have here? I about 21, 22. Oh, 21, 22. Yeah. Talk about your staff. Well, I mean, it's, I've got a terrific staff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, very, very, <laughs> you know, a strong uh, delineation between front of the house and back of the house. You know, not that uh, there's any kind of, you know, rivalries or antipathy or anything like that but you know the back of my back of the house uh like in so many restaurants is if not mostly entirely latino yeah um and uh you know i've been working with the latino community since you know 1993 94 back in carborough back in chapel hill and um just the greatest people um yeah and uh you know funny warm affectionate i think most people lead with hard working but you know that's to me that's not uh the most valuable thing about them it's who they are as, as human beings that's awesome dude i love um, that and uh yeah just really i mean we got you know quite a few folks that have been with us since day one yeah um front of the house it's a it's a broad mix you know i'd say we've only got you know a 
a couple of sort of restaurant pros, you know, okay. like like lifer restaurant people up front, and then um, you know everybody else. You know, it's it's you know it, it's a real flexible job. You know, so we've got we've got I mean, fifteen year old kids that work here. Yeah, uh, that that bus tables and run food. What's the story on that? And I'm asking my. My daughter's fifteen. And yeah, she's like she's looking. We're in Charlotte. She's thinking about getting. Does you know, she have a work of, permit? Okay. Um, How many yeah. is it? Like a limit on hours per week or something? Or um, yeah, I don't think you can't work I mean, another no, twenty hours yeah, a week. That and, make sense. and then she couldn't anyway. Yeah, and okay. then uh, you know, there's certain. I mean, there's jobs you can't do. Um, right, right, right. Like for for us drinks. here, yeah, they couldn't be a cashier because our cash registers are located behind the bar. Oh, so you have to be 18 in order to cashier here. Okay. Uh, much to their chagrin. Really? Yeah. Golly, that's pretty wild. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I mean, so our, our workforce mostly, actually we got three people that are kind of restaurant lifers. Our workforce mostly is between the ages of, um, I'd say 21 and 24, 25. Okay. Um, and you know, there's, you know, they're figuring out what they want to do with their lives. Um, some of them are in college. Uh, some of them, um, like to not to go to school and, you know, are kind of, you just kind of parked for a little while. Yeah. Um, you know, really sharp crew in terms of, you know, a lot of brain power, um, you know, figuring out their next steps. And, you know, for some of them, I'm sure restaurants will wind up being a big part of what they do. And for some of them, you know, it won't, they'll, they'll move on. But, you know, you know, I'm a firm believer in, um, putting people in a position to succeed. And, uh, for, for me, that's, that's about building, you know, good culture and good systems. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the culture means, you know, it's one of, you know, respect and caring for one another. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly not, you know, a yelling kind of place. Um, and uh, I guess I've had instances in my career of, over 40 years where I've um, looked back and there's behavior that I could have, uh, I could have adjusted, but... For the most part, um, you know, I felt like you know people need to be treated well, um, sure, and, yeah. and that that benefits your customers directly. You know, out in California, you know, we had a our maximum was that um, you know the first customer that you deal with every day is your employee. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and then the second customer that you deal with every day is your vendor. Yeah. Um, and if you take care of the first customer you deal with every day and the second customer you deal with every day and the third customer you deal with every day who are your paying customers, it's going to be really easy to take care of them. 100%. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's Love definitely that. our mindset here. Love that. Um, and, you know, we're, I mean, we're very much a, we're a pretty darn happy family. Good. Uh, you know, we get, our, we get our bumps. All but, families do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, try to have fun at work. Um, you know, the pace that we work at is, is one where um, we can, you know, enjoy ourselves. Uh, and, you know, when we get real busy, there's, you know, you know, there's still smiles on the faces of the folks that work here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. I love it. Um, you know, it's interesting you mentioned um, the dichotomy between front of the house and back of the house. What? So many kitchens do have a lot of Latino employees. One, one of the things that uh, we're actually getting back to what we were talking a little bit about earlier, uh, a lot of them don't have credit. Mm-hmm. They have an established credit. Sure. And establishing credit is useful for so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, it's actually here in Durham. I thought about, I need to get up with these folks. There's a 
place called Self-Help Credit yeah. Union. Amazing organization. That's who we see. Because when I talked about like doing these things, that like would only be with companies or businesses that have our value system. Like, you know what I mean? Like we sure. take, we really try to take, we try to provide the same sort of hospitality, if you would, our customers that you do to yours. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be very responsive. We want to take personal interest in, you know, it's why we're here. Like this is, you know, it's important to us. It's important to us that we take great care of the people that we serve and we invest back into them. We wouldn't do anything with any other company that doesn't do that but they are uh, th- there may be something there because if you can help employees establish credit you you begin the process of giving them a pathway to um, stability mm-hmm. if you can help people pay off student loan debt you know you mentioned some some did go to college and they got probably a lot of student loan debt yeah maybe you can you know there's companies like SoFi that help people refinance mm-hmm. anyway I think that's really important. I think it's a restaurant. Look, because here's the thing, man. I really think that you all are a huge, huge um, asset and and gift to the communities you serve. And the reason for that, and I I mean specifically independent restaurants in the sense that (sighs) there's nowhere else you can go. It's like a third home. Like mm-hmm. you've got your home, you got your business, and you got your neighborhood local restaurant. And it's right. when you have a place you can go and feel comfortable, feel relaxed, get off of these screens for a while, talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to people that are in your community yeah. that you've never met before. We create an environment where people, you know, what we feel like to have, where they feel a ownership, but they feel like they can do what they want when they're here. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I I had a fine dining restaurant in, in Chapel Hill in the mid '90s where. People felt like they could do what they want. You know that that we, we granted them that kind of freedom um, yeah. and uh, and encouragement. Uh, and you know that's that's definitely the case here. Um, you know, get up and wander around and you know go talk to the folks that work here. And you know, just, yeah, it's 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 loose. It's easy. What's a good thing? And restaurant people are, you know, by and large, very hardworking, uh, mm-hmm. and they deal with a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of. Well, I mean, I th- that, you there's know. very few restaurant people that you would talk to that, that would tell you anything other than that every single person in the United States ought to have to work in a restaurant at some I point. I totally agree with that 100%. <laughs> well, good grief. If you can handle yourself in a restaurant mm-hmm. and learn to balance everything you have to balance and learn to do good work, calm work in an environment of extreme pressure and stress often, you know, during the peak hours, if you can manage all that. And still be nice to people. And still be nice to people. What the hell could you not do? Right. I mean, literally, I totally agree. It's In fact, I wrote a blog post about this a few years ago. I'm going to have my, I have three kids. All of them, at some point, are going to have to work in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Because I believe passionately, if you can do that, it will set you up to do Almost, there's no other job you're going to do where you've got all these different variables at play at once, dealing with people, dealing with your college, you know, all this, all everything. If you can do that well, dude, what could you do? I mean, right. Yeah. It's like that, or working in like triage in an ER or something like that. Like if you can do these things well and be nice to people, you're you're going to do anything. Right. Well, I really believe that. Yeah. Uh, For sure. I think you're right. Yeah, man. Hey, I told you we have about 45 minutes to an hour. It's about 12 or 4. Are you doing all right? Got a couple yeah, more minutes? It. Yeah, 10, 10, 12 more minutes. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, let me ask you this. I actually want to get back to uh, the uh, 
going back to personal care and fitness, you mentioned counting calories um, and um, your diet. What kinds of things do you typically consume? And the reason I asked that is because the calories uh, have to be, quote, good calories, right? No. Like, no. Okay, so you can eat <laughs> calories or calories, but here's okay. here's the deal. I but mean, if you eat like M and M's, then you're not going to have. It's not going to last. If you eat fifteen hundred calories of cake a day, you're going to lose weight. But you're going to damn, you're going to be hungry, and you're not going to have any energy to exercise. Right. Or, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, um, okay. So, got it. Yeah, it's very helpful if they're good calories, but. <laughs> And I will, I will, I will go on record saying this that I, I budget about twenty percent of my daily calories from really, really high quality dark chocolate. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah. What what percent? Seventy. Seventy and up. Yeah, I eat ninety. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I get the Lent ninety bars, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't, I can't not have that. Yeah, no, I have to have it. I, I get uh, whatever seventy percent uh, they've got on sale at Whole Foods. <laughs> well, the good thing about that is like. 70 you know once you're up in that that range like 70 and above you um it i found that your palate gets adjusted so then when you go have like a piece of milk chocolate you're like good lord you couldn't eat a lot of that no like you literally couldn't because it's just too sweet yeah just try to take down a reese's cup (laughs) yeah you have one of those i get one of those i get my mouth turns dry and i get a headache i Mm -hmm. mean yeah. <laughs> but that's probably a good thing. Like, you yeah. know, if you get to a point where like sugar does that to you, mm-hmm. you're naturally going to self-regulate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, speaking of sugar, we do have soft serve ice cream. So we get some little kids in here that get pretty jacked up. Oh, but, well, man, the kids can have anything. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, too. When you get to be our age, it's like you, you kind of have to. St- you can't do that anymore. You mm-hmm. can't just put whatever you want in your body and just your engine's not as you know yeah well i I mean i eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables um and uh you know i don't eat i don't eat a whole lot of you know animal muscle i mean Uh a little bit of beef a little bit of chicken yeah um probably chicken is not really a surprise um you know i mean our fried chicken is as good and delicious as you can get i don't eat a lot of it because i'm getting ready to yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, but you know, you know, our grilled chicken is in a, in a lime cilantro marinade, and it's delicious. And I eat that every day. Yeah. Um, so you know, I get my protein every day, and you know, good fats like avocados. Um, yes, sir. So, um, yeah, and I eat, um, I eat some pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds every day. You know, I, I try to stick to good stuff. Yeah, man. Where do you get your chicken? Uh, we get our chicken. Um, it's it's through U.S. Foods. Um, okay. You know, I mean. Would we love to have um, some artisanal, small, local chicken producer? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the fact is, though, from simple economics, uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's not possible. I mean, you know, in terms of, you know. Not at nine bucks a plate. <laughs> right. And, and there's nobody that, you know, produces at the scale that we would need. Yeah. Uh, you know, the consistency, you know, can, can you get me, um, you know, 300 pounds of five ounce breasts a week yeah well no that's a no uh, that's a hard no actually um so um yeah i mean i i'd love to be able to do that but you know it's it's not a reality for the side of the industry that i'm in um yeah you know and i've i've been on the other side i've been you know high-end farm to table yeah um you know in boston and in 
in the Napa Valley, in Chapel Hill, in Texas, uh, in Colorado. So, you know, I mean, I've done that, but, you know, ultimately it's, it wasn't sustainable for me. Um, so, you know, last 20 years, you know, that's, I've been doing this. Last question. I'm just curious your opinion on this. There's so many good things happening in hospitality in Durham and Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Like I'm frankly blown away. I mean, because we're exposed to it all over the country, our customers. I find it really interesting that Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Carberry, Thought, and Triangle, whatever, mm-hmm. 90, possibly 100% of the time, I can't even think of any examples where it wasn't the case. When I ask one of you all to be on this podcast, the answer is yes. And then it's just a matter of finding the time to do it. Huh. Interesting. That's not the case anywhere else in the country. In fact, it's typically very hard for me to get people to be on it, um, to even pay attention to what we're doing. And I find that very interesting, and I don't know what it says. Well, I'll t- but, I can tell you exactly but, what it says, is that, is that um, we view ourselves as a community um, yeah. in the hospitality industry, the independent hospitality industry around here. And a lot of that... Um, goes back to three people um, that kind of the in maybe not as much in Raleigh but you know there's definitely ties there but um, it goes back to Bill Neal and Ben and Karen Barker um, and if you do the family trees um, Bill Neal Bill Neal um, and Ben and Karen Barker so Bill Neal uh, started Crook's Corner okay um, Bill's not around anymore um, and, and Karen actually died earlier this year okay um, which is really tragic I mean she was probably the most talented and generous person I ever worked with okay and Ben and Karen had Magnolia Grill uh-huh. um, and and then to a degree I mean Scott came straight out of Ben and Karen's kitchen yeah, um, yeah. You know, and he had done some stuff before that um but, you know, and everybody just kicks the can a little further down the road with people, mm. and it's a ripple effect. And, yes. um, and we're really, we're proud to, um, to associate with one another. And so, you know, yeah, it's just you and me sitting here right now. Um, but, you know, I'm associating with that community right now by, yeah. by sitting here. And, 100%. And, and you've, um, you know, like you said, you've talked to a lot of the, you know, the big players in this. You know, I, I'm kind of out of that you know i've just got my own little niche over here but um you know (laughs) in some ways i still eat out on stuff i did 20 25 years ago which is pretty funny to me but it's it's you know it i mean i'm honored yeah um that uh, that people remember what i did a long time ago yeah um and uh i guess that's you know part of surviving this long yeah man love it love it well i appreciate it i appreciate you taking the time to do this thank you um I what? appreciate you coming up from Charlotte. I oh, do. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Uh, everything going all right with Schedule Fly? Yeah, everything's going great with Schedule Fly. Why? How did you? How did you get? Why did y'all use Schedule Fly? Did you no. know about it or? Rachel, my GM, she's like, "You have to get me Schedule Fly." I said, "Okay, <laughs> all right." Okay. Um, Is she here today? Yeah, I got to thank her. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, she's over. She's the only person that I don't make wear the uniform. Oh, okay. Um, and, awesome. Uh, yeah, make sure we. Let her start with the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, no, she'll get into the goodie bag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of the things, one of the funny things about um, 
the young, young, young kids that I've got working here is that they think that they have, if they put their their shift up, that it's done. It's over. Yeah, They've right, done right, their right. part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, no. 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 We still got to get approval. Still got to get somebody to chase it up. Them around. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I gave my shift up. I gave my shift so up. It's not my problem. The schedule until that thing gets approved, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. That's funny. Anyway, that's, you know, so, I mean, that's a value that we're teaching people that, you know, yeah. responsibility. Yep. Yeah, it's no different than calling in being like, hey, uh, you know, before something like this, I, can I take next Tuesday off? I don't know. Find somebody. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you just did. Yeah. You just called to ask. <laughs> yeah. And, that, you know, ScheduleFly is a great tool for, um, you know, people being able to find each other, um, yeah. you know, as yeah. opposed to, you know, a pencil on a legal pad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, is, which is doing it old school. I still yeah. do it old school in the kitchen. You know, I, I got to tell I, you. But my kitchen, it's, it's a fixed schedule. Yeah, it's, well, look, man, here's the thing. I actually tell people, like, Technology is not changing hospitality and making hospitality. But, like, I think you're better off with a pencil and paper than even with ScheduleFly. And if you can do that, right? right. Like, you, we have minimal technology. Like we, mm-hmm. we believe, uh, in fact, Wes came up with this formula recently. I love it. It's, uh, I think we're getting ready to put it on our website that um, fantastic hospitality plus minimal technology equals a great restaurant experience mm-hmm. there's so much there's mil- hundreds of millions of dollars being deployed into the restaurant technology space now and it's just overkill I think like it, it's not what makes restaurants great what makes restaurants great are great people cooking great food and taking great care of their customers period hard mm-hmm. stop in the store like yeah. that's it Couldn't that's what more. makes y'all great yeah it, Chains, whatever, with scale, maybe the, I don't know, but and I. They're, the, the chains but, are getting; they're getting really good at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, all all props to them. I mean, they're yeah, you know, they're they're what they're able to execute today. Um, you know, you could only execute in the highest level kitchens thirty years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty cool in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, yeah, what y'all are doing is uh, hard to replicate, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Agree. The, the, the local. You know, just relationships that you're able to build yeah. and so forth. Well, I, I mean, I'm incredibly proud of uh, the experience we put out there, from yeah. the food to the service to the atmosphere and all of that. So, yeah. you know, as we've alluded to, that, that's uh, proud of the work we do. Hey, Rick. Well, we're going to wrap this up, man. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, we're grateful at Schedule Fly to serve y'all. I'm grateful you took your time. I'm proud of you, man, for what you've done. You're a great oh, example thanks. for your team and other people in the community that. You know, probably you don't even know or paying attention to. I mean, and people will hear this like that's fucking awesome, dude. I mean, going sober, losing weight. I mean, you're changed your freaking life in the last couple of years in a lot of ways and yeah. so many positive ways. And you're gonna you're gonna be around kicking ass for a lot longer because of that, dude. So <laughs> that's so, the plan. Uh, uh, congrats, man. All right, Good thanks, stuff, Will. brother. Yeah, absolutely. pleasure meeting you. That's a wrap, y'all. All right. More coming soon. See, you. take care.